Welcome to Rave Dad's Diary, the show that explores the globalization of electronic dance music from the perspective of a rural Alberta boy turned raver. I'm your host and resident rave dad, Paul Brooks. Rave Dad's Diary broadcasts on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary at the University of Calgary campus and community radio station located on Treaty 7 land. I acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta, which includes the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Siksika, the Pagani, and Kaina First Nations, the Sutina First Nation, and the Stony Nakoda. The city of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. Welcome to Episode 9. Today, I'm excited to share with you my conversation with Emirates Merkel from Obscure Music, a Canadian techno label showcasing LGBTQ plus and POC artists. Emirates takes us on a tour of the label, and then we'll hear a mix from Obscure Music artists Sigsily. But first, we're going to hear another interview from the archive. In 2013, I spoke with Tricky just before the release of his album, False Idols. Listening back to this interview, I sound like crap. I remember now I had a terrible head cold at the time, but I couldn't pass on the opportunity to interview one of my favorite artists. Tricky is fed up with celebrity culture. The musician whose supernaturally fresh flow and unconventional production methods dominated 90s alternative music is railing against the mechanism that once made him a household name. The multifaceted artist is launching his own record label, False Idols, with an album of the same name. Tricky's 10th studio album, False Idols, is released worldwide on May 27th. I reached Adrian Thaws, a.k.a. Tricky, at home in Paris, France. I checked out your Facebook page the other day, and the first thing I see is this manifesto at the top of your page that says, I have not been able to live up to my thoughts on the speakers of truth, but I have ambition, and my ambition is that one day I will be a truth-sayer. Your false idols, deceitful prophets, know nothing of your life. What spawned these words? That is just me just having enough of, like, this celebrity culture stuff. That's just, like, me hitting a wall, you know? I've been in this business a long time, and then just watching where things have gone, you know, watching where things have gone, and, like, um, how artists are just, like, you know, they're just satisfied being famous. For me, fame is not an ambition. Anybody who wants to be famous is mentally sick, mentally ill. You know, that's not an ambition. Fame is not reality. So that's just me being fed up with um, celebrity culture. And I just wrote it one night. I was watching um, something about the music industry. So I can't remember what I was watching, but I was watching something about the music industry. And and I just realized I don't listen to much music anymore. I only listen to all the music. And it's just like, um, so that was just me being fed up with celebrity culture and like, me almost like a reminder to myself like you know don't get involved with that because if you see at the top it says um i've not been able to live up to my thoughts of the truth sayers you know 
so he's kind of you know I want to be I want to be um I want to be Robert Kennedy Malcolm X I don't want to be Prince you know I mean did one event in particular inspire this ethos or was it an accumulation of events accumulation and then one thing is I was in a club in LA and um my friend was over the other side of the dance floor a very tiny dance floor and um I had a drink for me and a drink for him and I was walking going to take him the drink, my friend, and um, the security guy said to me, no, you have to walk around the dance floor. And I said, why? And he said, Prince is dancing. So Prince had his security guy telling people to walk around the dance floor because he's dancing. You know, and I've met a lot of celebrities, and it's just like, to me, it's just like, you need to get over yourself. You really, because if you think I give a fuck about who you are, I don't care who you are, what you've done. You know, you, you, like your past means nothing to me. If you're Robert Kennedy or Malcolm X, I've got love for you. I have respect for you. But Prince, security guy telling me to walk around, are you, come on, you've got to be joking. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, I've had a few things. You know, I had this little incident with Lenny Kravitz where Lenny Kravitz wanted to meet me and he sent someone over because he wanted to meet me, but he expected me to go over to him. Now, don't get it twisted. Just because you're on top of the charts, don't think I'm a fan. And um, I think us musicians become very egotistical. We have some success, and we, we kind of, um, we see things, you know, we live in a little, you know, smoke and mirrors. Listen, I don't care who you are, Prince, Lenny Kravitz. If you're a good person, you're a good guy, we can have a smoke we can take a drink but if you're a pop star I, I i just don't have respect for people like that at all i've listened to your new album and it sounds very much like your 90s material and i'm wondering are there parallels between where you're at now and where you were when you were starting your career yeah being on my own label it's like um i'm working with a couple of people now who are like chris blackwell they let me do what i want they just let me get on with it you know, it's like um, they don't know what I'm doing after time. Almost like you know, if I if I say I'm going to do this, I'm doing like I'm just finishing a short movie now, and it's got nothing to do with anything. But these people funded the short movie because they believe in what I'm doing. So this was like it, this was like the beginning of my career. I had Chris Blackwell. I just did anything I wanted to do. Anything if I wanted to direct my own videos. You know, like on my last label, um, record deal, if I wanted to direct a video, I'd have to direct it with another director because they didn't trust me to do it, which I didn't understand at all. That is because they're looking for a commercial video. They they want a commercial vehicle. So now I could do a video or I could do music, which won't get on the radio, which so it takes a thought process out of it. When you've got someone watching over you, you it makes you think, you know, and um. I make my best music without thinking. But if I have to think, well, maybe the domino, they're not going to understand this song or they're not going to get this or no, da, da, then you start thinking too much and it starts affecting you. So now I'm like I was in the beginning of my career. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Uh, I've read a couple of interviews that suggest that you weren't having a very good time at Domino Records. I'm wondering what was going on at the record label that made you decide to part ways. This is what started the problem with me and um, Lawrence Bell, the owner of Domino. I, I just signed a deal with them, and I was in England, and I, we're going 
talk about the album. I don't know why you have to talk about an album. I don't think our music can be about you just have to make it. But I just signed a deal. So Lawrence came to my um, hotel. So I met him and he was with some guy called, um, a DJ guy called Ross, I think his name was. So I was wondering what this guy was with Lawrence for the meeting. So I said, um, so what's up with this guy then? And he said, oh, yeah, this is Ross, and um, he's going to help you. He can help you make your record. And I thought that was kind of strange. And, I, I, you know, I think I'm not this kind of guy that everybody... Like, you know, I can, I, can, I can sit down, I can reason. Everybody thinks I'm not reasonable. So I said, Lawrence Bell, so how is he going to help me make a record? I've already knew this is ridiculous, right? It's just ridiculous. But I'm just being cool with him. And then the guy said to me, well, I've got a 20,000 record collection. Then I looked at Lawrence and I looked at the guy and I'm just, wow, I've just signed to the wrong company. You know, it's like a 20,000, what the fuck has that got to do with making music? So Lawrence bought this guy thinking he's going to help A&R me. That was pretty over, that was over in 10 minutes. It's like, and then Lawrence had this thing where... I used to get Chris Blackwell to talk to Lawrence because I just couldn't deal with him. And Lawrence said to him, oh, yeah, you know, there's some things that are not audible. Some of the words I can't hear on this record. So Chris said to him, look at some of the some of the artists you like or da-da-da-da. There's, there's, I can name you many artists who've done albums. You can't hear it. They're saying it's just how it is. You know, so if Lawrence just can get it. can get it. So... He's a, a kind of, um, he's a very straight dude, you know what I mean? He's a straight dude. And I'm not, I'm more from a kind of, I'd say punk kind of attitude. I didn't have any respect for Lawrence. I don't, I don't respect the guy. You know, I wouldn't, like, it ain't the sort of person I'd want to go and have a coffee with. I notice you're using a lot of social media to reach out to people who appreciate your music. And... Social media is often accused of fueling false idols and breeding narcissism. So I'm I'm curious if you employing social media is a subversion tactic of sorts. Well, like I, in a way, I have to because, say for instance, you know, I think I've got more to say than the average pop star, but the average pop star they get heavy rotation heavy rotation, you know, on mainstream TV, mainstream radio. They're never going to put me on mainstream radio or mainstream TV in rotation, one of my videos, because I might say something everybody don't like. So I I have to use things like that because, like, for instance, you know, like um, a radio guy just went to um, Radio 1 in England with one of my songs. And... um. One of the DJs just said, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with him. He's just like, look, just don't bring me any stuff again. So obviously he's got a problem with me, not even my music. I mean, I might have said something in press he don't agree with, you know, or I don't know what I've done to him. But this is this is a, a mainstream guy, mainstream guy. And um, there's a TV show I did years ago, and the, the woman who did the TV show She's got the, one of the biggest radio shows now in England, and we didn't get on. I didn't. I didn't really click with her on the TV show, so she still doesn't play me now. Do you know what I mean? So 
You know, it's like a lot of these people, they went to the same schools or they they go out with each other, they hang out with each other. I don't smooth with any of these people. I mean, I don't give a fuck about any of them. I don't go out to clubs or... You know, there's a way, if I, if I move to England tomorrow and then I did all the right parties and I was just like, you know, Mr. Pliable, maybe it might change because I don't play the game. So I need things like Facebook and YouTube, you know? With your new album coming out right away, I'm wondering what's your philosophy when you're listening to new music and looking for new music? I let music come to me. So if you if you, if people don't get my new album, maybe it's not time for them to get it. Maybe it might be in years to come, you know? But like all my favorite artists, I've heard them by accident from someone else or being in a certain place or, you know, so... Um, I, it's, it's, it's not a big deal. If they're on the fence, it's, it's okay. It's not not a problem for me. You know, and I don't want to sell it. I don't want to sell, sell the album to people and say, yeah, you have to buy it because of this. Maybe it's just not, maybe it'll find you, you know? And if it finds you, if my music finds you, it finds you. And if it doesn't, it's, it's all good. There's plenty of other artists out there. I spoke to Adrian Thaws, a.k.a. Tricky, from his home in Paris, France. His new album, False Idols, is released worldwide on May 27th. For more information and to stream the new album, visit TrickySite.com. For CJSW Radio in Calgary, I'm Paul Brooks. You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM CJSW. My name is Paul Brooks, and we just heard my 2013 interview with Tricky. If you're looking for something new from Tricky, his 14th studio album, Fall to Pieces, was released in September 2020 on his own record label, False Idols. It's time to wear black and listen to techno. This is Calgary-based artist Rebug with their track, Operativeness. It came out in January 2020 on the label Obscure Music. Stick around for my conversation with Obscure Music co-founder Emerence Merkel.
You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM CJSW. My name is Paul Brooks. In late November 2020, I spoke over Zoom with Obscure Music co-founder Emerence Merkel, a.k.a. Nomad Black. Emerence used to live in Calgary, but they're now based in Vancouver. We begin our conversation reminiscing about meeting at Calgary's Hi-Fi Club over a decade ago. Um, I, I do remember... I do remember what you looked like exactly at that point in time and your really long hair. And I remember you being standing with Sheena actually at the hi-fi club when I first saw you. Um, yeah. And I think it's, uh, it's so funny now because it's been so long, but it's still like, yeah, the nostalgia is so real right now. So I'm just feeling it like it was yesterday. Yeah. It- but yeah, it's probably around 11 years ago. Totally. Uh, yeah, it's it's that whole hi-fi club and modern math, um, modern math yeah. kind of organism that, uh, you know, absorbed many of us and uh, made really fast friends in, in, in that group of friends in Calgary. You, totally. you departed Calgary um, and you went out to the West Coast and then you also went to Germany for a bit. Tell me about that period of time in your life. I did, yeah. I was I was doing a lot in Calgary at the time, but I just wasn't feeling super motivated. That was in 2015 when I went to Germany. Uh, yeah, we were doing the Habitat. Um, we had Frontier going, which was great, but um, I was feeling like I needed a boost of inspiration. So I went to Berlin and we lived there for a while, my brother and I, and traveled a little bit as well. And yeah, I, needless to say, I mean, it made me quite spoiled, I would say, uh, to come from Calgary where your favorite artists may roll through, maybe if you're lucky every second year, um, to go to Bergheim, you know, like on a weekend and just be like, oh, I get to see like four of my favorite artists in one night. Um, so I, as far as inspiration goes, um, it taught me a lot about the experience and kind of wanting to cultivate more of that experience where you kind of walk in and, you know, your phone's put away, you're in, you know, you're immersed and you're a part of the experience with all of these people as a collective. And it's, it's not about the ego. It's not about the, um, just, you know, what everyone else is doing, you know, you just have that moment with music. And so that, that was really implemental in my, I don't know, and who I became leaving there uh, as a musician um, and what I wanted to see. I did get to experience a cool um, night there with Max Cooper that really changed my experiences with music. He did like a whole live experience with us and like showed us how he did it. But anyways, um, well, tell yeah, me, tell me more about that. Tell me more about the Max Cooper show. Yeah, it, it was so wonderful. I have, um, I'm a very lucky person. I always win draws. I always put into draws because I have, I just win all the time. It's great. Um, but Shelly, my best friend from Calgary, who I also met through the rave scene came to Berlin and I was like, well, I'm going to put in, I'm going to try and win these tickets for us. And we ended up winning and it was a whole meet and greet with Max Cooper. I was already lucky to have met him in Calgary, but um, he did a whole experience where he showed his, um, his programs where he actually builds the 
illustrations and uh, like the vector movements with the sounds. So everything that he creates uh, on a sound level is connected to these visuals. And it was mind blowing. I've never experienced music like that to have like something so visual as well as uh, an audio experience. It really changed how I experienced the music in that time. Um, and his style is amazing, you know, and his whole, his whole ideas. Um, he had the animator from the matrix help him with those, um, with those visuals. So he was very, it was very beautiful and very intricate and yeah, it really just changed how I experienced music and, you know, normally dark room, closed eyes, you know, um, it was a whole package and it had me thinking a lot about what I would want to bring back to Canada as far as an experience for the crowd and for the people. Um, yeah, really, really mind-blowing stuff. He's amazing. If you don't know him, definitely check him out. In, um, in 2016, you started Obscure Music with exactly. with Reiner. So uh, tell me about how Obscure Music came to be and, uh, it, you know, how, how did your trip to, to Europe kind of lead to or help inspire Obscure it was a big part, actually. Um, I had come back to Calgary and I had stayed for, I think, two months because I was like, whoa, I can't do this. Uh, it was really snowy and the bus wasn't coming. You know, I had become an efficient German over the last year and a bit. So um, I, I took off to Vancouver in the spring. I had, uh, yeah, like I said, only been in Calgary a couple months. And once I landed there, my best friend Reiner had been living in Vancouver already. So that was a, a nice treat for me and a, a good reason to move. Um, they were uh, doing the beat drop thing pretty heavy and feeling pretty um, inspired from beat drop as well. Music, pro- so, uh, beat drop music production and DJ school in Calgary. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We had both gone there. We both went to school there. They also became a, a teacher there. Mm-hmm. But I think the community aspect really influenced a lot of how they were feeling um, and, and wanting that community, you know, like seeing a kind of a hole in where we could potentially provide something that wasn't happening. Um, and, and it started out really simple, actually. Like we just had ideas of just bringing the community together um, through events and specifically queer um, and, and women, abstract, you know, um, uh, who wanted to join us. But... It was their idea, actually, to to come up with the label, and I was feeling hecka inspired at the time. So we we just started doing our community outreach right then and there. Shout out to Cloves Reiner who couldn't join us on this phone call because they are beginning a new job today as a full stack developer. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out. That's like a a huge deal. And um, I know that Reiner's been working very hard on this. So I'm uh, very very proud of them. And um, another uh, accomplishment to add into a very uh, awesome music career to this point. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I wish... I wish Reiner could be with us here today, but I understand. Yeah, they uh, they got pretty uh, hooked up from that company to to you know be successful, and I, and I want that for them. And you know, at first, you know, you know, I knew they needed to chase their dream at this moment, and that's just part of you know the ebb and flow of owning a business with someone. Um, but 
there is so much to come with that full stack development career in our record label. No doubt. So we have more to talk about for sure. Um, But just know that we are really focusing on community at this moment um, and going deeper into what that means to us being more than just a place that uh, releases music. Um, Community is incredibly important to us. You were talking about the community you started to uh, develop and, and, and build through this record label and uh, you were talking about some of the parties that you were throwing in Calgary um, after the label was formed. Yeah, so we had Frontier for quite a while in Calgary, but... Um, that was at Habitat. Over the last little while. It was at Habitat, yeah. It was uh, Russell Powershark. Um, Ruby was originally on the crew. And Cloves and Michael Benz was um, helping facilitate the night with us. It was basically a night where we uh, made a full space theme techno experience <laughs> from nine till two in the morning. Um, and Russell would make these really intricate stories that we would uh, essentially just make a full back-to-back set with. Uh, loved, loved that time in Calgary. It was so lovely. Um, we also did, um, actually, our last show at Hi-Fi was a label release. Um, it was hard stomp and techno. We actually turned Hi-Fi into like a little trezor club. We had like a big fence that we built around the DJ boom. It was awesome to turn Hi-Fi into that because I never got to do that. Um, <laughs> Amazing. So it you was brought, quite fun. You brought, you brought some of Berlin back with you. Absolutely. I think that never leaves you once you, it's like, you know, once you go techno in Berlin, it's kind of like you become a techno head in, in some sorts, you know? And that's like, even my brother, when he came, he didn't like techno. And I definitely, I definitely converted him. Let's say that. You have put together some music that represents obscure music. And we're going to take a walk through some tracks. Uh, let's play one of the tracks now. Heck yeah. Okay. So this is, uh, the first track. Tell me about this track. I'm freaking out, sister. Oh, this track I wanted to uh, showcase today because it was the first track we had that kind of became successful for us. Um, it was picked up by Richie Houghton last year. Um, R- Richie Houghton and Reiner have worked together in the past, but I really appreciate his um, community efforts and desires to kind of go into all angles of the communities and find music. Um, but he released this track actually on Plus Two. There was a, um, a he basically put together something called Close Combined. It was like a ongoing mix, but he had also put in a lot of his live elements to it. And I'm Freaking Out Sisto was one of the tracks that was chosen. Um, It's one of our earlier releases. And the release itself is an entirely female-composed release, female and queer. So it was the first one that we did that was fully queer female. Um, We we had a few men kind of on each release, but we were really pushing towards a full release of, like, female queer talent and this was it and it was awesome that it got picked up by Richie and uh, showcased and now it's one of our top 10 tracks on the label at the moment and yeah I just love I love the way it sounds it's it's not like anything we've ever put out before also all right let's check it out 
In the background is the track I'm Freaking Out Sista by Gen Series. I'm here with Emerence Merkel, co-founder of Obscure Music, and they're walking us through some releases on that label. Hey, Emerence. Hey. Tell me about this artist that we're listening to right now, Gen Series. Gen Series is actually from Germany. Um, she was, I think, one of the first ones we did from Germany. Yep, she was. Um, many to come after that. She's still a small artist, though, and I think that's another big part of what we do is that we are also uh, corner diggers, I would say. We're constantly looking for artists, no matter how big they are. Um, she's definitely hard to find on the internet. Uh, you have to look through our stuff to find her on Beatboards. But um, like I said, it's not about us for how many followers you have. It's it's a quality that you can provide. Um, so I was really lucky to meet them through Reiner. It's one of Reiner's friends. I actually don't know how they met. Um, things are still a little blurry from those from a couple of years ago in the beginning. Well, isn't that just the my favorite thing about electronic music is that, I mean, you, you can just reach out to somebody and, and, and forge that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they can be on the other side of the world. You never you might never meet that person face to face, but uh, uh, you, you can get to know them through their music. Absolutely. Let's talk about this uh, this next track you've put together for us. This is the two label heads of Obscure Music. We have uh, Cloves and Emirates. Uh, what's this track? Lango Verloren. Um, so this release in particular, uh, why we're showcasing it on the radio today is because it's the first release that we did together. We did it in the hotel room during movement. Uh, we put up, it took us, I think, like two hours. <laughs> um, I already had some stuff I was feeling inspired by, but, you know, leading up to May last year, um, we were both feeling pretty exhausted. And when we landed at movement, it really just purged all of that um, exhaustion and just, and in mundane life that we were living in Calgary, because we were in it, (laughs) we were in it so quick. And um, yeah, we were just at the grounds and, uh, we had just seen uh, Volvox and we went back to the hotel and we just slayed these two tracks together. Um, but like Lang and Verlorn is the one that we really, we, we really liked together. What stage was Volvox playing on? She was playing at the resident advisor stage. Okay. Was it like one of the outdoor stages or one of like yeah. the, the, the like parking garage? <laughs> It's a, it's like the parking garage. It's like in the base, like in the in the bottom. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's such an interesting little place because it's like dark. They try to emulate like a club experience yeah. in there. Everybody's smoking cigarettes and it's so loud and hazy. <laughs> and jewels. And, uh, and jewels, yes. I suppose it yeah. would have been jewels at the time.
All right, we're listening to the track Lange Verloren, and I'm here with Emirates, and we're talking about obscure music. And this track is by Cloves and Emirates, and you can find it on Obscure Music. Emirates, tell me about this track. What does the name mean? Long lost. Um, I think in that moment, for I mean, I came up with the name. Um, there's always going to be a little bit of a German flavor, I think, on anything we do together. But uh, long lost to me, I think at the time, like I was saying, it was we were we were longing for kind of like that really intimate experience that we had been lacking being in Canada, not and also being techno heads in Canada. We are. Say there's there are times we're satisfied for sure, but I think to get that like real German experience, you know, movement just really like brought us that long lost feeling that uh, we were kind of craving, and you can hear it in this track. Um, it's it's powerful. It's extremely powerful. We have, we you can tell we're shedding some some energy through it. <laughs> Let's talk about that about uh, you know the 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 longing and um, being a fan of you know music that is underrepresented in an area that you're from. I mean, I, I having having worked at clubs and having programmed music at clubs, y- you know, you I couldn't bring in all techno artists because there's the like handful of people that really love that techno music, but they're not coming in to like drink a bunch of booze and make a bunch of money on the bar. You know, techno is a a difficult thing to present in Calgary. Tell me more about how that played into the creation of obscure music. And I mean, there, there's a current running through this program through Rave Dad's Diary of people not being satisfied or not seeing what they want and they kind of make it themselves. Uh, is Does this fall into that category? Yeah, I think that what ends up happening is everyone in Calgary, and this is the one thing I can appreciate, is that we're, we're go-getters because we have to be. We're like, cool, we want this, we're going to do it. Techno is extremely hard to sell. Like I said, it is kind of like more of an experiential vibe. So you got really got to build that ambiance, you know, like putting it into habitat, like on a stage with like the disco light. It's not the same. Just not. You, you need that like dark, dungy experience, you know, or it's, you know, the moody lights and it's tight, sweaty. You know, there, there's a whole experience, I think, with, with techno. Yeah. Um, it really yeah. freaks out the squares, you know. It really does, especially on a habitat. Like you have like your businessmen rolling through. Like when things were like up and going, you know, we still had like the businessmen like ran the paid for everything for us <laughs> to, to our rave. <laughs> you know, we're like, thanks for showing up. Thank you so much because you're helping us do this. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, shout yeah. out shout out habitat and and the clubs that uh, you know would 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 take a risk on on presenting these styles of music. Absolutely. The, Gary Chang, man, shout outs, man. You you put up with a lot too. Because <laughs> we annoyed you, like, please, can we do this? Please. Um, yeah, and so as far as that goes too, out in Vancouver, we did start, uh, I started a party called Gouda Mansion, Good Girl. Uh, it was at 333, and it was like that very experience that I had in Berlin. Um, and I was doing that with Jody Overland. We did a few shows together. I did a few on my own there as well. But it was like that stomping acid till seven in the morning, like until they told us to stop going hard um, <laughs> Can, experience. And that really like helps. <laughs> for anybody who's never been to 333 in Van, can you describe it, please? Mm. Well, I did hear that Chip Wilson is the reason why it's closed now. Oh, really? But it was. 
uh, yeah, he owned the space and index across the street, and they both closed now, sadly. Um, but I know, I know, hard times while I was gone. I heard about this, but 333 is an automotive garage that essentially you could go down to 333 across the street as index. You could kind of stand in the middle of the street at like three in the morning and be like, what am I in the mood for? Disco <laughs> or 170 beats per minute. Not sure what I'm hearing right now. 333. 333 was always known for having like the most insane experiences of music. You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes it's acid, sometimes it's metal, sometimes it's just like some fast like DDR style like anime music. You never know. It was yeah, a 4 in the morning kind of place. Absolutely. All right, let's listen to some more music on obscure music. Up next is a track by Cloves by Reiner. It's called Bound. Tell me about this one. Ooh, this is one of my favorite releases on the label. Um, I think because, you know, Reiner's been on this beautiful journey with music and figuring out where they want to be and how they want to present themselves. And being a part of that as a friend, but also as a, um, you know, someone who is who knows their sound very well and, and them as a person, this release is so... Uh, is, is about them shedding that um, expectation of the world and and also just accepting being sad and feeling down in in the pits you know uh, freak CP was was definitely a journey through emotions with with Reiner and uh, bound is one of my favorite tracks I asked if we could use bound because um, it's just powerful and I wanted to show what they're capable of of uh, producing.
You're listening to Rape Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM CJSW. And my guest today is Emirates, co-founder of Obscure Music. And we're listening to a track by Obscure co-founder, Cloves, called Bound. Emirates, uh, you were talking about your relationship with Cloves, with, with Reiner. And uh, yeah, you two have been through a lot. Tell me about your creative relationship together. Who does what? Okay. Yeah. So we've known each other since I was 15. So we've got a long history together. We didn't start making music together until uh, 2012. And I've been watching them as an artist grow into their sound um, as far as the label goes, it's also been a journey because we both bring different things to the table. I am very much a aesthetic kind of person. So the uh, visuals and all the videos, um, that's all, all me. Um, we both, I would say, do pretty equal amounts of PR. Um but as far as things go, like they, I, they're the more quiet one. I'm the boisterous reaching out to everyone. Like I'm going up to that person at the party, that person at the party. And everyone knows Cloves because they're an amazing producer. So, you know, they'll, 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 their track will be playing. Their DJ will be playing their track. And they're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, do you know who this is? This is Cloves, you know? <laughs> well, um, so I think definitely I'm the voice and they're the power behind that voice. I know that, uh, that 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 Reiner's been very outspoken about their journey through the music industry and uh, the 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 tension that they felt between their image and the way they present and and their their musical style. And um, I I want to talk about you know I I, I don't want to that would be something to ask Reiner on on a future. Uh, edition of the show and, and i hope to do that but maybe can you speak to what it's like uh putting out this kind of music into a realm that is so dominated by white men currently absolutely i think also to something to touch about is that we didn't start out with a focus as big as a focus on the lgbtq and poc communities um and there was a lot of you know, we wanted to make sure we were doing it for the right reasons. And and it came organically, honestly, because when Runner was living out in Vancouver, they were really starting to do really big signings. Um, big, I mean, they are signed with some of the biggest labels. However, it just felt like we weren't getting anywhere. And there was something in particular that happened one time where an agency had basically said, you aren't marketable to us. And what that meant in real world is that you aren't that kind of girl that we are kind of looking for because you just don't have that look. And like, you just need to do this more. You need to do this more. And like Reiner is just not that person. Like they are, you know, quite introverted and, you know, they let their music kind of speak for, for who they are, but they're not out there, you know, making these, you know, cloudy posts and looking like these new age kind of girls are, and therefore we are seen as unmarketable. Um, and keep in mind, like, you know, if you Google like the top 10 female artists, they have a look, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and oh, yeah. And as we started to explore that, we started to see a, 
a bigger, wider community. There's Tough in Seattle. They're also like a queer electronic festival that um, just helped me to realize how many people are queer out there and female or, you know, AFAB born female at birth um, that are completely underrepresented because they're just not seen as a marketable person. Um, it's, it's bigger than you think. And, and, you know, when we reach out to people, we'll say like, oh, hey, like this is our focus. And some women will say, hey, like that doesn't make any sense to me or doesn't correlate with me. And I can be like, okay, well, you've obviously didn't have that experience uh, as big as maybe we have. And like, that's okay. But we are extremely uh, and constantly underrepresented. Um, and we, as also uh, female bodies, have to work harder um, and uh, play better because people expect less. They do. People will come up to you and be like, wow, you're pretty good for a girl. Mm. Like, what, is that? what does that mean? <laughs> you know? Um, and that has been a real experience. In, in, in 2020, when we're, we seem to be talking about these uh, very important issues and they seem to be kind of at the forefront and we're talking about equity in, in music, are, are you optimistic that uh, things are going to continue to uh, change and evolve or, or do you think that the similar gatekeepers are going to just still be there uh, when, when the industry starts to fire back up again? I do think if you are a gatekeeper in this community that isn't representing more than just cis white men or um, you are, you know, maybe not, you know, providing for the community in the ways that you should, people will notice that now. And people want to know what they're a part of more and more. Um, I do think that some, at some point, some gatekeepers in the higher ups can stay in those positions for a long time, but it, it's inevitable that someone comes along and says, hey, what are you doing? Like, how are you providing? And at the same time too, this is kind of why we started our Obscure was that we were kind of tired of the gatekeepers and we were ready to change the way the community and society worked. We wanted to give more places and more platforms that were available so that maybe less people would want to just go to that one gatekeeper. Um, I do believe in change. I do think that there is change and I have seen it immeasurably in the last four years doing this record label, almost five years. Um, it's, it takes time and it takes a lot of education. Um, like I said, it's more than being just a record label and putting out music. It's about being a community and providing for your community and, and providing resources and information and, you know, and I think it's just providing that information a lot of the time people just don't know. You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM CJSW, and I'm chatting with Emerence Merkel, a.k.a. Nomad Black. They are the co-founder of Obscure Music, and we're taking a walk through some releases on the label right now. Hey, Emerence, thanks for joining me. Hey. It's really great to chat with you and hang out, and we could just, I could talk to you all day, but we should listen to some more music. Uh, up next is a track by an artist called Rebug. Tell me about this. Rebug is Calgary born. What's up? We're really proud of this one. We definitely had to put it in the show because um, we haven't had any specific other than Reiner, of course, but like to put out a full Calgary Roots label. This our release. This was the first one, uh, which was quite new. Uh, Rebug, if you don't know, is Mark. 
Mark Adam, one of the best producers out there in Calgary, uh, always has a surprise for me uh, with his partner. And uh, they started doing live music together, I think, last year. Um, but this was one of their projects. They had sent it over to Reiner and we took one listen to it and we're like, absolutely. Um, so yeah, this is what the, was our first release of the year, um, last, uh, for 2020. Yeah. For 2020. It seems and, like last year, but no, it was this I year. Know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's to me very much like that techno, uh, very live, um, kind of release that we we always are looking for awesome uh shout out mark adam aka rebug here's expletive yeah. schema
You're listening to 90.9 FM CJSW, and we're listening to a track by a local producer, Rebug, a.k.a. Mark Adam, called Expletive Schema, and it's on the Untitled EP, released in January 2020 on Obscure Music. And I'm hanging out with Obscure Music co-founder, Nomad Black. Hello. Hello. So we just listened to some music from Mark Adam, and we have one more track to play from the label today. But of course, if folks want to listen to any music from Obscure Music, where should we send them? We are on band. I would send you to Bandcamp right now as sometimes Bandcamp is waiving royalty fees. So if you do that, all of the money goes directly to our artists. Uh, Obscure on Bandcamp is the way you can also do Beatport if you're on Beatport. Um, As far as streaming too, we have a ton on our SoundCloud. Awesome. And I want to emphasize it's O-B-S-K-U-R obscure is spelt in an obscure way but you'll find it <laughs> okay this next track and the, the, the final track we're going to listen to is uh an exciting one for me because i love this artist and i love this release tell me about do you even acid that came out in june <laughs> of this year oh yeah so okay um, well, I, no one knows this about me. I have, I have an Aquarius rising. So the thing about me is I am all about building the most intense community uh, releases. And so this one uh, was really important to me because it's an entirely female queer compilation um, from all over the globe. And it's packed full of the most unique acid experiences, I would say. Uh, the new age, um, in this track in particular being the one I wanted to showcase because uh, if you don't know who Koreatown Acid is, you should. Um, we are so lucky that we found all of these artists, um, but in particular, this track just like blew my mind. Um, Do You Even Acid came actually from uh, New Year's a couple of years ago. I was pretty uh, messed up and I said, Do You Even Acid? So it it stayed with us uh, to this one. So yeah, it's an entire compilation of acid tracks uh, and variants to those little DMB and bass on there, which you're going to hear in Control Freak. Sweet. Yeah, this track's by Koreatown Acid. And um, I I got to meet Jessica uh, a couple of years ago at the Red Bull Music Academy base camp when it was in Calgary at the National Music Center. And... Uh, and then I also got to hang out with Jess uh, at Mutech uh, later on that year. I guess it was just last year in 2019. So um, love, love, love this artist and their their music. And uh, let's listen to this track, Control Freak. <laughs> Oh, 
90.9 FM, CJSW. You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary, and we just heard a track by Toronto's Koreatown Acid called Control Freak, and it's on the compilation Do You Even Acid that came out June 22nd, 2020. Came out on Obscure Music, and I'm speaking right now to Obscure Music co-founder Emirates, a.k.a. Nomad Black. I love the artwork for this album. Can you tell me about uh, the, I mean, it's obviously acid rave inspired, but who made it? Me. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been teaching myself graphic design, which uh, if you go back to the beginning of our label, it's just, you can see the evolution, um, which is beautiful. But um, I've, I've been really, really into aesthetics at the moment with graphic design and yeah, so this this one is a the the whole thing is it's meant to look like it's from the '90s. There's a old newspaper quote of someone talking about an 808 on it, and like what it's the experience is like it being like very wobbly and like um, yeah, just it was the new age at the time with the 808. Um, so there's a little splurge on it too, um, and then yeah, the the little man's in the in the middle is a a little clip from a a guy who was very high on drugs <laughs> <laughs> that I used to know. Um, but it's meant to look like an old vinyl sleeve. Yeah, I like it. I mean, the more you look at it, the more things you see. And um, yeah, well, also just like the release has how many how many tracks on it? There's 11. 11. I mean, that's pretty significant. What was that like? What kind of work did that take pulling that together? Well, actually, because it's me, I wanted more. I was like gunning for 20. We were really gunning, but um we were on a tight you know when you're working with that many artists too like the big thing for us is like hey we have a deadline however like we want things to feel organic as possible for you so please just like don't feel rushed but just know like there is a deadline so when you have 11 artists I mean we had we had 18 in the beginning there was going to be 18 artists and it just was super hard to coordinate as that many with that deadline some people need a few months you know um but you know what? Honestly, uh, it's not so bad for me. I, I really enjoy that aspect of the label is doing the community outreach and just like the PR work and just chatting. Um, yeah. Yeah. The big thing for me is that I love that there's artists from all over the world on it. You're obviously not going to be connecting with people in person for, for uh, a couple of more months at least, but you have obscure radio which has been running now for, for some time. Tell me about Obscure Radio and how you're connecting with audiences. Yeah, we're pretty lucky. We had Obscure Radio. Uh, it's been happening for two years now. Um, we took a small break for some time when things got a little bit... I was, I was working a full-time job, and I just took a break. But we're really lucky that the pandemic happened because we were like, wow, this is a perfect time to bring music back to the community again. Um, so I started doing that again in the spring when everything was feeling crazy and essentially what that is is each friday we do a radio release on our soundcloud um we are going to be moving it to podcast as well so it will be available via podcast again so apple music spotify etc will be available um and we're going to start to again chat more about what's going on with the artist uh in the beginning of the of the mix whereas right now we're just kind of releasing just to get it out. But yeah, every Friday we're putting out uh, an artist, a POC queer artist uh, somewhere in the world. Um, this last month we just did for November was 
uh, ambient month. So we just uh, really sunk into those emotions of the world and, you know, winter coming and we're, we're trying to do something different too. It's not, it's, we, we had a huge focus on techno, but things are feeling quite abrasive in the world. And uh, we're really thinking about that with the radio and offering something kind of soothing and, and healing as well. Awesome. And so important. We're, we're fully booked until March right now. So um, every Friday at 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, so that would be 1 p.m. for you, um, we have a release that comes out for the weekend. If somebody's listening to this conversation and they think, hey, this label sounds like something that I should be releasing music on, how can people get in touch with you? We have uh, a submission, so submissions at obscuremusic.co, not com, C-O. Uh, you can submit there. Uh, you can also, if you're somebody who's on Instagram, you can send us a DM. We're pretty chill. Um, uh, obscure Techno, so O-B-S-K-U-R Techno is what we use for all of our handles. Instead of music, Obscure Music, we use Obscure Techno because it has been taken um so send us send us some music um send us a mix if you're like feeling something at the moment like that's what we want to put out it's been a pleasure hanging out with you on the radio today and uh please do stay in touch and i'm going to be watching closely what obscure music is up to in 2021 and beyond heck yes thanks so much paul it's been such a pleasure You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM CJSW, broadcasting out of the University of Calgary on Treaty 7 land. I'm your host, Paul Brooks. And that was my conversation with Obscure Music co-founder Emerence Merkel. Head to obscuremusic.bandcamp.com to learn more and support their roster. That's obscure, spelt O-B-S-K-U-R music.bandcamp.com And check out some photos from one of Emerence and Reiner's trips to Movement Detroit on the Rave Dad's Diary website pbrooks.ca slash Diary. Now, we're going to hear a mix of live hardware music by obscure music artists Sigsily Sigsily are B. West and S. Lloyd. Drawing influence from techno, minimal wave, and industrial, Sigsily weave hard-hitting electronics and dark vocals, lyrically inspired by love, loss, desire, and what makes us human.
listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM CJSW, and we're in the mix with Sixily. If you're feeling this set and you want to make a donation to the artist, you can do so via PayPal, paypal.me slash bmwest. I have this link and more info about the artists and the label Obscure Music up on the Rave Dad's Diary website.
episode nine of Rave Dad's Diary is coming to a close. Thank you, Sig Sali, for sharing this wicked live hardware set. This show is produced on Treaty 7 land at CJSW, 90.9 FM in Calgary, Alberta. Season 1 theme music is Orchestral Lab by Guido, released on Punch Drunk Records. The Rave Dad's Diary logo is by Homesick. Don't forget to check out the Rave Dad's Diary website, pbrooks.ca slash ravedadsdiary to see photos and links from the shows. Follow the show on Instagram, at Rave Dad's Diary. Stay safe, and we'll talk again next week.
Welcome to CJSW 90.9 FM, where the sun never sets and fun never stops. Broadcasting in Calgary, located on Treaty 7 land and Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. Here you will find relaxation and your heart's delight. Listen away, for we are your ray of sunshine.